Hello everyone, you're listening to the Socially Desi Show, the podcast that motivates you to live, create and inspire. If this is your first time here, welcome. On our show, we discuss tips and strategies with our guest speakers on how to tackle problems related to personal growth, mental health, relationships, entrepreneurship and health and fitness. So hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content. Today, I'm joined by Anshul Gupta. He is the CEO and co-founder of Yellow Class. Yellow Class is a new age fun learning platform where kids between 3 to 12 years can learn from a wide range of classes like dancing, drawing, personality development, creative writing and so on. So hello Anshul, welcome to the show. Hello Anurag, uh, I'm really glad and thank you for being, you know, inviting me on the show. It's a pleasure to be hosting you on the show today Anshul. Uh, so how's the new year going on for uh, Yellow Class? It's going good. Uh, I think very uh, interesting new initiatives all lined up. So we are all very excited to uh, see what's happening in the new year and how it all goes out. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, it's an exciting year for sure. And I'm sure the socially desi audience uh, is also you know excited to hear more about Yellow Class and understand you know the kind of business that you are getting into. Uh, so Anshul, uh, before we uh, get uh, into the talks about Yellow Class and the main topic that we have uh, on the podcast today, why don't you tell our audience a bit about your professional journey so far? Sure. Uh, so you know, I you know academically speaking, I'm an engineer uh, and MBA. You know, went to Delhi College of Engineering, did my MBA mm-hmm. from ISB Hyderabad. Uh, and, uh, you know, while I was at ISB, I thought I would, uh, you know, I would probably go and become a consultant. Uh, okay. But uh, the funny thing that happened to uh, to me and a lot of other of my batchmates was that it was year 2009. So oh, okay. If, if you jog your memory, you will realize yes. that was, <laughs> I... yeah, that was probably the worst year to ever graduate. <laughs> right? So, so true. So, so, uh, so while, you know, we were all very excited doing our uh, MBA, you know, uh, feeling we probably have kind of made it. Uh, I think the events of the year, uh, you know, the whole financial meltdown kind of brought yeah. us to our knees and uh, kind of all our old plans went to the dogs. So that is when, uh, you know, I think a lot of new interesting stuff was happening. iPhone had come, uh, you know, not very long back. Uh, you know, the whole tech uh, space was really uh, taking off. Uh, so that was the point where, you know, kind of uh, I changed tracks, started working with uh, a couple of startups uh, for a short period of time, uh, found it very exciting and then started myself. So 2010, uh, I uh, I kind of took the plunge and started my own venture. Uh, that was my first venture, uh, was a B2B rewards and recognition platform. We, we built that business, kind of raised some money from individuals you know, most of them were friends and family. Uh, we did that, built that business, uh, you know, kind of took our learnings, understood that, uh, you know, some things were working very well, other things were not. Uh, that is what you should expect, uh, at least from right. the first venture. <laughs> yep. So so th- this was that. And then, uh, you know, after kind of two and a half years, we got uh, a fairly uh, sweet acquisition offer and we decided to take it. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of, uh, we made money for uh, our investors and for ourselves. Uh, not a whole lot, but uh, you know, cool enough uh, mm-hmm. at that time, at least. So right. we did that, and then I took that money and uh, blew it off 
in my next venture, <laughs> which was <laughs> which which was an ed tech venture. Uh, and my first ed tech venture, by the way, so it was uh, okay. again inspired by Khan Academy, Flip Classroom. So we are trying to do something interesting uh, in the ed tech space, uh, you know. And uh, but kind of this was a time which was practically pre uh, smartphone, not really pre smartphone, but pre ubiquitous smartphone. So mm-hmm. we, you know, smartphone was still not. With everyone, the data was very expensive. You know, three uh, G also had not come out, so that was a time when uh, oh, we were okay. we were all lo- we were in, still in the laptop and you know, the mm. desktop economy. So uh, that is when you know, kind of it, it refused to take off. Became very very hardware heavy, clunky. Mm. Mm. So we decided to uh, you know pull the plugs on that. And uh, then when I then I joined a couple of other gentlemen who were trying to do uh, real estate tech, uh, you know. And the next five years we uh, we spent building what was called BrewX and then FastFox. Okay. Uh, got funded by uh, you know very top investors. Uh, and then uh, you know after five years we eventually got acquired by Housing.com. That's top top type right. of housing, right? So hmm. that is. Uh, so that was the journey, and that's you know during this while I met my co-founder. Uh, while we were doing uh, you know Fast Fox, we I, mm-hmm. I met Arpit, who was my co-founder. He was also uh, unfortunately for him trying to do something in real estate tech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I say that because again, uh, you know, we can afford to joke on ourselves. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so he, he said real estate tech is an entrepreneur's graveyard, right? Mm. So so, uh, so we were you know. Arpit and I both were trying to do something uh, there, and uh, eventually, you know, once once kind of we moved on, we we both ended up at housing.com, uh, and then you know just uh, we realized you know with, after some conversations that we have to do something together, and that's how uh, Yellow Class came into being. Interesting, interesting. And what was the inspiration? Like you know, you you say that okay, uh, since uh, real tech. Uh, and you know, uh, real estate ed tech uh, is very different, right? When you talk about uh, real estate and you talk about ed tech, so uh, what was the inspiration behind uh, starting Yellow Class? Uh, desperation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, so okay. So, so, so the truth is that uh, you know, when when I and Arpit we started our venture, it was not Yellow Class. It was not the ed tech. We actually started another venture in real estate tech. We're trying oh, okay. to, we, we were solving for flatmates. So you, mm-hmm. said you can always find flats, but it's very difficult to find cool flatmates like yourself. So how do you find them, right? Rather than just asking it in your network physically. So we're trying to solve that. And uh, I think we were doing fine. Uh, that was until COVID happened. And oh, okay. once, once that happened, uh, kind of the market vanished in front of our eyes. Uh, completely, right? So, uh, and then, you know, kind of we had some capital uh, from, you know, investors who had backed us till then. And kind of uh, by May, we realized this is not a short-term thing. This is going to be, you know, this is going to stay. So that's sure. when we kind of, uh, uh, you know, both Arpit and I, we started looking at other things. You know, the interesting, both of us are parents. So we saw this massive adoption of online uh, learning uh, amongst kids of all ages, right? Even mm-hmm. young ones. So yeah, kind of we saw that happening, and that's that's how the idea of yellow class came. And of course, it it kind of evolved over a period of time massively. Uh, but that, uh, that that was the starting point of yellow class. 
and i'm sure you know because uh, when i look at edtech i see that you know the likes of byju's uh right mm. who are focused more on online education when it comes mm. to uh, mainstream in class educations they transformed it to online mm. and then there there are uh, the white hat juniors of the world which are trying to uh you know uh, uh put forward the coding aspects of uh, mm. uh, teaching mm. right so i guess i guess there was there was a huge gap uh, in between uh, both of this where i believe that you know yellow class took a very different approach and uh, so yeah to so uh, tell us about yellow class tell tell our audience about yellow class and what exactly is the platform and who is it for sure so yellow class is uh, you know it's a online live hobby class uh, platform for kids young kids you know typically 2 to 12 years old right mm-hmm. more like 4 uh, you know but uh, some younger ones also show up uh, okay. now this is a, you know this is essentially uh, a market which did not exist pre covid so mm. you know so just to give you a sense right so if you would have picked a 6 year old and asked if she or he has done uh, a zoom class or, or some kind of an you know online video conferencing or any kind of an online class the answer would have been no yeah right? uh, and that all changed between april and may of uh, 2020 right so schools were pushing for online classes for their own purposes and that kind of got a massive amount of adoption among this category of kids right uh, and that uh, that really opened up the market so while you right you know businesses like byju's or what say even an academy and a lot of other players are doing online uh, kind of existed pre- before covid as well because their users were online they were yeah. already kind of adopting to uh, they had adopted to to you know so maybe a slightly lesser level but they had adopted to the online learning uh, piece mm. but with kids that adoption was practically zero so uh, it would have been very difficult for somebody to do that uh, commercially right without covid right uh, at least for a wide section of different type of classes right so that was happening and that is exactly uh, what uh, we caught on to so mm-hmm. that that's where this uh, this market uh, kind of came out of nowhere and we were right. one of the early uh, movers within that mm-hmm. and what were the initial challenges with yellow class because since you were early movers into this particular section of mm-hmm. uh, you know online classes and programs hobby classes for kids what were the initial challenges that you faced i think the biggest challenge was that there there was no playbook Hmm. right so most businesses would have some kind of reference point or some playbooks you know either if you say in tech you know you'll say you know what is happening in us or china and let's replicate it and you know that's that's uh, unfortunately the most convenient uh, way of looking at businesses uh, yeah. the other thing is you may also want to say what is happening offline and why don't we do something online uh, better but uh, you know kind of take reference from the offline world now the uh the uh, the interesting part was that uh, you know the hobby classes space within the offline world is also very very small mm-hmm. and uh, there was a reason for that right uh, you know young kids would not travel for uh, online classes right so which which is a, which was a primary driver because uh, if you so if i were to ask you do you know an offline player brand for iit je preparation mm-hmm. you would know mm-hmm. Yeah. Ask, do you know somebody for cat for medical for you know upsc for any you know even 10th 12th math science 
there are brands it may not be national but True. city level brands but there are brands and it yeah. comes to hobby classes there is no brand <laughs> yeah i agree right and there is a reason for that yeah. the reason mm-hmm. is that you the kid would not cross what we internally call as the lakshman rekha the lakshman rekha is the the main gate of your society if you live in one or maybe your street right if uh, wherever you are living right so the, otherwise it becomes a logistical challenge to take the kid to the class and then bring him back which is which is which is not small so which is which is the reason why these classes uh, never took off even offline so the, there were no playbook we kind of were trying to do a lot of things uh, by experimentation actually we loved it uh, kind of this really brought up the core dna of our uh, of our team both for mm-hmm. arpita and myself kind of we, we love doing our experimentations trying to figure out uh, takeaways from that you know failing in some of them you know building on what we what has succeeded so that kind of work to our strengths right right that's interesting and you have uh, i guess more than 3 lakh learners right now on the uh... Yeah, close, is it? close to three lakh mothers are connected to Yellow Class uh, mm-hmm. through different social media channels, uh, and that's that's how they get to know about our classes and they join our classes. Hmm. And how does it work? Like, how does it work for uh, the parents? Like, how how do they get in touch with Yellow Class? Typically, our uh, our growth uh, happens because mothers talk about us with other mothers. Mm-hmm. so uh, that is how we have been able to grow actually mothers per se is a very very connected community right so yeah. if, if if you you know if you are a mother of 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 you know whatever right uh, two year old or eight year old you would be connected with a lot of other mothers on different whatsapp groups maybe facebook groups and instagram as well right uh, with, with with common objectives which is not true for a lot of other you know that not true for mm-hmm. fathers i must tell you <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> so but but mothers are connected and and they talk they talk mm. what they like they talk what they don't like and uh, which is what we uh, we you know that is what we leverage uh, we provide classes mothers like them they go talk to us talk about us with the you know people in their circle friends family and uh, we get other kids another you know both more of them to join true true and and i and i see that the uptake is uh, uh, get you know the the uh, it's 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 on the rise mm. uh, in the market because everyone is online right now mm. and uh, how how do you look at this how do you look at uh, this whole market for extracurricular activities shaping up uh, after uh, you know a few months let's say you know if things get better and the vaccine works mm. how do you feel uh, the market would shape up then it is uh, it's interesting and i i get that question often right uh, mm-hmm. now here is here is my view uh, the offline hobby classes market is uh, you know, extremely extremely small and insignificant and mm-hmm. that was so even pre covid and why do i say that now look at the kind of classes that we are doing right so we do a lot of different type of dance classes so you can we want to do dance you can do bollywood dance you can do bhangra you can do right. ballet you can do rithik roshan dance right <laughs> okay so, so, so all right look at the kind of the expanse of what you can do mm. right now mm. would you find uh, maybe a friendly uh, housewife who is teaching you rithik roshan dance in your neighborhood unlikely no. 
right? Unlikely, yeah. Very unlikely, right? So the market offline is largely supply driven. So there is one auntie who is teaching uh, art, and that to a specific kind of art or drawing, right? So mm-hmm. if you say, "Can you teach me, uh, you know, specialty arts, maybe salt art, you know, you know, there are different, you know, there are fifty different type of arts, not fifty, right. fifty thousand different type of arts, right? So, so." Is she? Can she teach you all of that? No, right. So that is where uh, it is essentially a supply-driven market, much like a mom-and-pop store. So okay. the difference mm. is essentially the same as a mom-and-pop store versus an e-commerce. Then what we are offering and what uh, the you know the uh, the offline market is offering. Right. So which is where I see that once uh, once you offer such a uh, diverse and desirable uh, aspirational uh, you know bouquet of services uh, you know the there will be a large percentage of users who will continue to learn online because that's the only place they can get this hmm. uh, access yeah yeah the that other advantage of course is also logistics you don't have to uh, get your mother or your father or somebody to you know leave you to the class and pick you from the class that that, hmm. that piece also goes away True. And and I like you know like you rightly said uh, the kind of the the variety of options that you have when you want to learn let's say uh, uh, an art form hmm. I guess that kind of a variety you won't find in the in the market right now. Yeah, that's so. that's true. Plus uh, you know the other pieces that uh, because at least for yellow class you know each one each of our classes is attended by uh, you know up to two thousand kids. Mm-hmm. right and and kind of it's a very scalable live class as a product model wherein uh, the quality of teachers that we can offer is is you know much 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 better right so we, mm. we typically even today we would kind of interview 50 teachers before we you know find somebody who is uh, you know good enough to be uh, put to a yellow class class mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that way, uh, you know, the kind of quality that we are able to bring up, you know, these are very charismatic, very energetic teachers, very inspirational teachers uh, who can really uh, inspire their audience to uh, to do stuff. No, I'm I'm sure because I was looking at the website and I saw the profiles of a few teachers and and I really like the the kind of variety and the uh, you know the demographics that you have on the website right now. So uh, a good, good mix of, uh, I guess, you know, teachers, their backgrounds, the kind of, uh, you know, um, art form that they're they, they are teaching, be it painting, you know, dance, you know, even even general awareness. So I yeah. guess uh, that's, a, that's a very good mix of uh, teachers that you have on the platform. But one question, Anshul, that uh, a lot of edtech uh, startups faced um, during the whole uh, pandemic situation last year was uh, the uh, concerns for student privacy mm-hmm. especially yeah. you know when you uh, when you go online mm. so uh, a lot of parents and in fact in in my circle also uh, there were a lot of talks about how uh, platforms are making sure that the integrity of the student data mm. uh, uh, is is maintained and uh, there's no leak or you know there's no uh, ch- there are no chances of a- any such privacy leak. So how mm. does that, uh, you know, uh, how are edtech uh, startups uh, handling that situation? Okay. So see, I I, I cannot comment it for uh, other edtech startups, but, uh, you know, because different platforms have different uh, ways of, uh, you know, handling the same challenge. 
in our case what what we do and we do well is that we are not uh, you know sharing any of the data that we have right uh, with any third party for that matter a lot of other players would come and say can we market on your platform or kind of can we do something co-branded which is mm. which is the other way of saying can we market right true so, true yeah so, so so that is something that we are uh, absolutely close to we don't okay. we we are not uh, entertaining on any of that right mm-hmm. uh, the, you know we are following very high standards of uh, data security uh, and data safety uh, protocols within our company Uh, so that this data is not uh, accessible to anybody even within the organization uh, outside of who uh, who all are authorized to have access to those data right right so that is uh, that is something that we are building on having said that i think this is uh, at a macro level this is uh, something which will con- which will need to be evolved evolving continuously Mm-hmm. right uh, this is not a kind of a open and shut thing it will require evolution you will face more challenges new challenges and uh, companies like ourselves and others will have to address those concerns it's it's uh, pretty critical because people are quite paranoid when it comes to pets they should be yeah right yeah. Uh, and they are so uh, you know this only requires us to be more careful uh, that's where we are true true and when you talk about evolution uh, i believe that uh, with the recent news of you know byju's almost going to acquire akash institute as well mm. so you you see that you know now even uh, the hardcore online players are realizing that the offline uh, system is not going to go away anytime soon i mean even though uh, with the whole covid situation we saw a rise in online platforms but i i guess offline is still here to stay and uh, this is also evident with this uh, current move of byju's you know going to acquire akash institute for almost a billion dollar deal so mm. what do you what what's your take on this uh, will people move to offline post covid or do you feel that there there will be a balance see i don't think it's a either or question any which way so let me ask mm. you a simple question so post joining a social network have you stopped meeting your friends no of course not right so or does that mean you do not use social media or social network hmm to do both yeah right so the evolution of education is going to be very similar right of course you know the percentages could be different the nature of interactions would be different and stuff but the fact is it is not an either or question that if it is offline then it will not be online or if it is online it will nothing will be offline uh, that's the wrong way of looking at it hmm hmm so so that way uh, i think online education will con- continue to grab a lot of your time share and that time share is only going to increase uh, mm. does not mean that offline is going to completely vanish it will stay uh, in certain categories it will stay uh, more than other categories uh, but uh, we will see how that evolves you know at this point we can only guess but uh, it's kind of they are going to coexist and i guess it will be more of uh you know it will be to do with the convenience factor like for example uh you know if if i have a chance to go and uh, attend a particular dance class in my area and i mm. feel that you know i can go and attend that physically you know without there being any sort of a pandemic scare or anything then i guess i would like to go out and there would be those days um, where i won't feel like going out 
and I'd be yeah. like, you know, can I do this class online? Yeah. So I guess that's what my take is uh, uh, when it comes to having a balance between offline and online. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. I think uh, post-pandemic, a lot of people are asking these questions. Will people get off Netflix and go to a cinema hall or not? Will people <laughs> stop learning online and take the hmm. offline classes or not? Right? Uh, I, I think, you know, I clearly believe that it is not going to be an either-or question. But uh, still, uh, you know, in what shape, form, you know, we are still to see how it evolves, really. And uh, talking specific about Yellow Class, uh, what sort of questions do you get from parents? See, uh, what type of questions do we get? Uh, most common question is, why is it free? Why is it free, right? What is the ulterior uh, motive behind it, right? What are you trying yeah, to do? What's the catch? What's the catch, right? So, uh. But uh, I think that is one question we get. We said, mm-hmm. you know, we say, you know, uh, the idea is uh, for us to, you know, just take these classes to, you know, all of people. The real reason, of course, technical, which you know, very difficult to explain to a parent, is that we are a live class as a product. We are not mm-hmm. a live class as a service, right? So yeah, typically, yeah. if I had a, a class which was attended by five kids. You know, uh, then it is a very different kind of a ball game because then uh, your costs are all variable. So yes. technically speaking, I you know we run a practically a hundred percent fixed cost business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter whether we get you know five hundred kids in a class or two thousand kids or even ten thousand kids. So even if we get ten thousand kids in a class, we you know our cost of the class does not increase, mm. so, which allows which makes us more like a product company rather than a services company. Mm-hmm. And that's why we are, uh, you know, we are able to do what we are we are doing. Interesting, interesting. So that is that is one question. Of course, uh, parents have other questions, more more concerning class. You know, no, no, what can I do? You know, why is this? You know, I don't have this material. How can I do this? I don't have these tools. Mm-hmm. You know, what do I do? You know, my, you know, the timings are not matching to what I want. So these are kind of standard questions we get. We are kind of, you know, we address some of them. Others we are trying, still trying to address. So that continues. And you also have a global presence and I guess you have learners across more than 50 countries. Hmm. Uh, what sort of dynamics do you see playing here when, when you, uh, you know, go across continents uh, when it comes to your platform? So we are not doing classes which are focus towards a certain geography uh, mm. you know we thought about doing that as an experiment and kind of exploring that but we kind of decided against it we are still very focused on the indian uh, market the indian mid market for that matter mm-hmm. right and uh, which is very different from what a lot of other players are doing right so right, from that right. point of view we are not uh, kind of focusing and I cannot tell you that kids from UK are doing this and kids from uh, Singapore would typically act like this so that's mm-hmm. that's not an insight we are actually looking into right now mm-hmm. right uh, so that is that is true you know having said that you know uh, we do get kids from across the globe we get a lot of kids from all of our neighboring countries mm-hmm. right uh, we uh, and we get NRIs uh, some you know, off off times we get some uh, say local of say an Asian country, which is not South Asian country. 
that also happens but uh, at a larger level this is these are the uh, these are the segments that we get quite often these are probably you know uh, say a friend or a or a you know a sister would tell her sister in uk that you know i was doing this yellow class why don't you get your kid to do as well but then again there are timing issues our classes are timed for the indian market so uh, the you know it's not a very convenient time for a lot of people right yeah Yeah. take classes with us hmm hmm true that true that so uh, anshul any uh, message to all the parents out there uh, who are listening to us before we wrap up the episode sure sure uh, i think uh, see i am a parent and i do not uh, by any stretch say i am a perfect parent or i know more than what any other parent does but uh, you know working for yellow class uh, uh, you know has kind of given us some insights into what really uh, matters i think mm-hmm. uh, uh, you know kids young kids are uh, are in a in a in a phase where parents like us are not really clear what our kpis are you know, <laughs> yeah right so 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 when yeah. so i'll tell you uh, you know when when i say a kid is still say 3 years old the kpis are very clear right you need to get the kid to uh, talk walk you know susu body training you know food training eating training this that you know very basic stuff and everybody knows what is what you want the kid to do you don't want kid to do anything more you don't want the kid to do anything less now when the kid you know when he or she becomes a teenager that's the point where you start asking are marks kitne aaye what you know how much you have scored in maths english science ye yeah. wo right but there is this whole decade of say 3 years to 12 13 years where you have no idea what what the kid should do <laughs> right? yeah so so which is a confusing <laughs> period for everyone right and they they keep saying okay let me learn this and learn that and this and that i think and and at times we what we we as parents do we end up putting too much pressure on our kids i think that's mm. that's where we start going wrong because we are confused uh i think as a as a single point agenda what parents should try is to get their kids to explore and try to be creative right let them yeah. let them uh, let them think let them you know try things that they like it, it's okay your kid may like dancing or or drawing or you know maybe just a certain kind of a sport or anything else right uh, but uh, let the kid explore different type of things and they will find something that they are good at that will get, get them confidence that will kind of get them to create and get their creative juices going and uh, i think things will take care of themselves so that is something that i have learned working on yellow class and uh, that's what my very humble advice is although again just clarifying i don't i think uh, raising kids is a very very tough ask Uh, <laughs> right and and i have a, i have a theory behind this this is so because every day is the first day for the parent right and you, yeah. you almost never get to come down the learning curve so i have i have a 7 year old daughter but i have never raised a 7 year old before <laughs> true <laughs> next year i would not have raised an 8 year old before right so because the challenges keep changing you know and they'll keep coming so so from that point of view it's, it's a very tough ask but uh, you know we probably you know we are just trying to make a platform which makes it super easy for you to get your kids to explore different skills that's all 
No, for sure, for sure. So much for this message. Uh, thank you so much, Anshul, for this message. And uh, to everyone listening out there, definitely check out uh, yellowclass dot com as well as uh, the Instagram page of Yellowclass. So we will be putting down the links to all the uh, Yellowclass pages and their website in the show notes below. So guys, definitely go check them out. And also, we are going to do a campaign with Yellowclass soon next week. So guys, please stay tuned for that. And also go on to sociallydesi dot com slash podcast to uh, check out uh, Anshul his profile and Yellow Class's profile as well so with that Anshul thank you so much for being on the show today uh, we have had a great and a deep conversation around this particular topic thank you so much thank you Anurag thanks uh, it was really fun thank you so that wraps it up for today folks if you like the episode give it a big thumbs up share it with your friends and let's go viral remember our weekly podcast features episodes on personal growth mental health relationships business and entrepreneurship and health and fitness we would love to have anshul on our show again in the future to discuss more about education edtech and life in general so if you haven't yet done so hit that subscribe button and go check out our website at sociallydesi.com for more of such content and as always before i sign off remember life is black and white and everything in between